I'm doing good, Scott. How are you this morning? Excited to get your perspective of what's uh, unfolding here. You guys had that Texas road trip, so I want to kind of I'm not I don't want to work our way backwards. I want to start with the two games at Texas and then talk UTA. Um looking at those two against the Longhorns, uh four nothing loss, then a 10-9 win where it, it seemed like two very different ball games, but you got the split against the number 10 team in the country. When when you're driving to Arlington the next day, what's running through your mind about that Texas series? What was your biggest takeaway from that two game stint? Uh, how important, you know, how important your mindset is. You know, it looked like two different ball clubs. We lose four to nothing. We trained all week. You know, we trained to hit and prepared for the left hand pitcher that we knew would start one game. Prepared for the right hand pitcher with a drop ball that we knew would start one game. And I felt like, I felt like we were really prepared. We'd had, you know, nine days off and I thought, I thought, I felt like we were prepared and I felt like we were talented enough and capable of going out there and, you know, scoring five runs either game on either pitcher. Um, I mean, and their right-hand pitcher is very good, but Texas Southern, uh, you know, probably RPI 280. Scored two runs off of her, and BYU scored runs off of her, and definitely not. You know, it's not a situation like Cat Austin where you don't expect to score five runs. You expect two. I thought we were ready to score five, but we went out. We were emotionally flat. We weren't fighting. We were just, you know, we were just dull, waiting on somebody else to get get it going. And and so we get beat four to nothing. So we talked to the girls between. I explained to them like. You know, this is a must-win game, right? This game here, we have to win. And, you know, we have to, you know, the umpires, we felt like it was 2 nothing. Julie Ross slid at home. It was obvious from, you know, a lot of our perspectives, I think we felt like it was obvious she was safe, but we got the call out. That's going to happen on a close play at home. You know, it's, and but we left out a body or some, and we get shut out. And so... My mindset's like, you know, this team, you know, we just, it's not physical. It's not something lacking in talent. It's lacking in that ability to fight and scratch and claw when things get hard. And so we go out to the second game and we jump right on the pitcher. We score two runs in the first inning. Um, and then, you know, instead of going out and shutting the door and, you know, holding it, we, we mess around and we let them get runners on and and then they get a safe call at first that was a very close play and and I'm not sure if she was out of safe didn't matter Dunpark called her out I mean called her safe instead of out that allowed them to score a run all of a sudden it's two to one and you can just see you know you could see in our ball club and you could feel like immediately in that dugout I was like oh here it goes again and so I made the decision I go out and I told the umpire I said look I'm not mad I just you know, I got to argue for my kids right here. We got to learn how to fight. And he said, that's fine. I said, just listen to me for a minute. And then, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show some emotion here. And it's not personal. And it's not much coach, but I thought she was out. I said, yeah, well, I thought she was clearly safe. I mean, I thought she was clearly out. He said he thought she was clearly safe. And so I'm, I'm just really wanting my team to fire up, you know. <laughs> and so as I walked back to the dugout, 
I threw my hat through the dugout door. Never dreamed. I really never dreamed they'd throw me out for that because I just told him that I was just trying to get my ball club to play hard. I wanted to fight. And I explained to the first base umpire. What I miscalculated, I hadn't explained it to the home plate umpire. And when he saw me through my hat through the dugout door, you know, I was walking in the dugout. I, I, I was walking off the field, but he took me immediately, which was fine. I, I, you know, as soon as he did it, I thought, okay, well, here it goes. We're going to really get, I'm, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get my money's worth and we're going to wake up. Yeah. And, I, and so I'm, I went to him and, we, you know, I let him know what I thought of that. And, and we had a good, fun conversation. And then I had to walk to the bus. And I thought the kids responded to that so well. Like we fought that game. And, and the coaches were great. You know, they got, you know, everybody got fired up. They had my back. That's what you're supposed to do. I get thrown out. You're supposed to win the game. And we all go up the road happy. And, and <clears throat> I felt that part we handled extremely well. Uh, was really proud. They just made clutch hit after clutch hit. Texas would make a run, come back like a good ball club should do because they're going to fight. They know how to fight. And, and it ends up being one of those, you know, wild, crazy games that we very easily could have lost. You know, we had – we scored 10, and, and they had nine. We had two runners thrown out at home plate that, you know, it just – you know, base running mistakes that could have put the game 12-9. And almost were big runs at the end, but luckily everything went on our way, and we won that game ten nine. Now, I thought that our offense was awesome, but I think on the other side, our defense and our pitching, we got to shut the door on games like that. It should have never been. It should have never got to back to ten nine. You got to put those games away. But going up the road to Austin, what I was thinking was, man, this team, this team has a lot of talent. If they could ever put it together. And if they can ever learn to fight, like just just quit thinking about everything around them and fight, fight with everything they got. And so that was what my thoughts were going up the highway. And you mentioned the word fight. Uh, I think you mentioned the phrase mental toughness a minute or so ago. The aspect of this team that you want to see the most growth in or do you want to see the, I guess, you want to see more of, if that's a fair question? Well, that's what we're lacking. You know, we're lacking mental toughness, and we're lacking in that perspective of I got to get this team going. All nine players have to be wanting to get the team going. And right now, you know, we're looking at each other, and we're like wanting somebody else to spark it. And if all all nine players got to be thinking they're going to do it, they're going to do they're going to get the team going and get it sparked, and and it'll take off. We just this team doesn't understand yet how good they are. They don't understand yet the talent they've got. And, 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 and in fact, you know, as long as we don't understand that, we're not a real good ball club. We're not very good at all. One of the, you know, one of the most talented, underachieving ball clubs that we've had uh, that I've ever coached in college. At this point, if I was given a really good grade, but that's not fair to them because we're only, what, 21 games in the season. I've got 56 games with them. At the end of the season, at 56 game mark, I believe this team, without any doubt, is going to be a really good ball club, and they will know how to fight. They will know how to overcome adversity, and they they will 
be a dangerous ball club in the regional. Now, if they don't, that's on me. That's not on the girls. That's on me. That's my responsibility. And and as of right now, if I was giving myself a grade on that, I've got to give myself a really poor grade because I don't have them where where they need to be. And that's 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 on me as well. That's not on the girls. It's you put a team together, and you know when I got here, it was what it was. The adversity of the program. We put together, you know, a, a, a good ball club that first year just out of what we had. When we brought in one kid from, you know, one transfer in, and we scrapped it together, and that was a, that was the opposite. That was like one of the least talented teams I ever had, but one of the most overachieving teams I ever had because they really fought hard. We really knew how to just scrap. So they ended up 41-16 and 16 that year. When most, you know, if they had played with the same dynamics that we played with mentally this first th- third of the season, you know, they would have probably been 30 and 28. <laughs> but they knew how to, they, they quickly became a team and, and fought for the program and fought for a lot of things besides themselves, and it was good. And then the next year we went 52 and 6. You know, we lost Jerry Ann in January, and we unified as a team unbelievably fast. You had Kerry Grimion, one of the toughest hard-nosed leaders ever. And that team was, you know, when they started playing on the first day of season, two weeks after we buried Jerry Ann, they were immediately a great ball club, a fighting, hard-nosed ball club. Um, this team, and then last year was, you know, we were good early. We we were good early. We we fought enough battles right off the bat. We were 18-6 and six last year. And we felt really good because we, you know, we had won against LSU, won Oklahoma State, won Texas. Now this year, we're two and five in those games that you have to you have to split in to get that regional seed. Right now, the the regional is not coming our way. We're going to go on the road in the regional. That's really a good thing. It's not when you're a coach, you don't want to. I'm not going to burden my ball club and bog them down putting pressure on him every single day. you got to win every game for us to get a regional. Um, th- that doesn't work well because you'll mentally be exhausted by the end of the season and you'll mentally be wore out. What we got to accept and be accountable for, uh, me as a coach and them as players, is that I've not got them ready. Mentally, I've not met the challenge of having them tough enough to face adversity that's always going to come in a season and win anyway. <laughs> and they're not mentally tough enough to face the things we're facing and win anyway. Are they good enough? Yes. Are they talented enough? Yes. But they're not that ball club that can go out there and win. And and at the end of the day, every bit of that's on Jerry Glasgow, and that's Jerry Glasgow's fault. But but here's the thing, and I, as a coach, I'm excited, and I really fell in love with this team because I'm seeing I'm seeing them respond to things now in a good, positive way. And I've just got to be patient, and they've got to be patient with me um, because we're going to be there. I'm going to get them there. I've never, ever had a team that I've coached. I just never have coached a team that I felt wasn't mentally tough at the end of a season. I'm going to do the exact same things I've been doing for 25 years, and they're going to, at the end of the year, I totally believe they're going to be the exact same type of ball club at the end of the year that we've had for 25 years. So, so it's just a matter of doing the right thing and keep patient, uh, understanding your players, 
trying to trying to learn more and understand them even better. And they just love them, all these kids. And the more I've been around them this, this month, the more I love them. Uh, and so it's going to work out. Jerry Glasgow, Rage Occasion softball coach, our guest. This is the Great Scott Show, sponsored by Suit Up. I'm Scott Prather. You're listening to ESPN 1420 KPEL Lafayette. Jerry, you said you, you have full confidence that that mental toughness will be there, you know, by the time this this regular season comes to an end. And and I know, you know, you guys are hoping sooner than that, but to get them more mentally tough as you move forward. You said, you know quarter of a century of coaching softball and plus you've never had a team that wasn't mentally tough by the end of the season. You're going to do a lot of the same things that have worked for you. I would imagine you've probably done some of those same things too this go round. Um, it hasn't clicked as early yet. What, what are a few of those things that, that give you that confidence that by, you know, a, a month from now or, or two months from now, even that this team is going to be as mentally tough as you anticipate they can be when you look at this roster top to bottom? Well, you know, the phrase I use all the time with the girls is the game of softball or baseball, but the game of softball teaches you the game of softball. And and so, what the, you know, like things that happen, the injuries that happen. I mean, this team, I, we've had, and I, I don't, I'm not using this excuse because we've got to win every game. I don't care who's hurt. It doesn't matter. That's why I, that's why I add you know, when Justice Mills and Sierra Bryant comes on the portal in October, and and that's why I added them. <laughs> and, you know, and even my coaches, we had a meeting, and, you know, I had coaches concerned. You know, we we got so much talent. Why would we add those two kids? Very valid question. Well, you add those two kids because you just never know when injuries occur. And I believe because of the COVID situation, it was uh, imperative you just can't turn them down. Now, when you add those two kids, you realize that affects that affects kids on the roster that you know aren't as talented or aren't as old and mature and haven't been through the things that they have. And kids are key. You understand that affects your freshman class that came in there, and you know they're already not in the lineup. They're already 12, 13, 14, 15th on the roster. Now you add two All SEC players. Well. Especially with this being a COVID year, it was just I knew to Adam as a veteran coach. Well, now you see why. You know, I mean, this weekend we get Mills gets a concussion, Aldering sprained a rotator cuff. So we're we're playing. We're, you know, we're Mills gets a concussion and collision in game two. Uh, Aldering sprained her rotator cuff. Not bad. It's the injury she'll be back from in a week. Um, but you know, in in at the beginning of game, well, at the end of game one, she did that. So she couldn't be at, the, at second base in game two. And so the dynamics of our ball club changed from game one to game two. And that's going to make, that's the type of thing that makes your ball club tough. You lose Rain O'Neill on game four, kids sit there and watch her, you know, break her arm right in front of them and, and, and McNeese. And we've got LSU the next night. You know, we, she gets hurt in the seventh inning against McNeese. We didn't have one more inning of softball, and we're walking on the field with LSU 24 hours later with not another inning in between. Well, that wasn't a good thing for that night against LSU, but it's a darn good thing for the regional because it makes those kids in that dugout mentally tough. You know, and Taylor Roman tore ACL in the fourth inning, the third inning of that game. That's not a good thing for our ball club in the short run, but in the long run, that's going to make my kids mentally tough. The game teaches you the game. 
losing to UT Arlington, a ball club three and fifteen. <laughs> you know, if if I could fire myself, I'd fire myself right after we lose. Um, that's not a good thing in the short run, but believe me, in the long run, that's a great thing. And nothing will make you respect your first round opponent in the Sun Belt tournament. Nothing can respect your first round opponent in the NCAA regional than losing to a ball club in the first Sun Belt Conference Series in Game 2 and having to go back out on Sunday knowing you just give that ball club all the emotion in the world, you know, with a poor performance. I'll say this, not even just a poor performance in Game 2. We got a 7 nothing lead after four innings in Game 1, and we have an absolutely pathetic fifth and sixth inning, and we end up making that ball game. You know, we had that game. It was in jeopardy. And, and so those are moments where this ball club, because it's the, the adversity and the poor decisions and the poor mental state of mind at times that we get in, it's actually in the long run, I believe, because uh, you have to look at things in a positive way and use it as a coach in a positive way. It's going to make our ball club a lot more dangerous down the road. And and the talent's there. The same talent that gets you up ahead of UTR is 7 nothing. <laughs> you know, it, that will over those mistakes that you make if you eliminate those mistakes. So that's the reason I'm excited about the ball club. I know we, I know we have what it takes. I know we're a long ways from being where we need to be. And now we just all have to really work a lot harder. Jerry Glasgow, our guest, ESPN 1420. Um, how much is Summer Ellison a key to that, Jerry? You mentioned uh, opponents and how you view them. I mean, she was in there twice on Saturday and look, you know, if, if, if you didn't have, uh, you know, uh, the the same face and number on the jersey, you would have thought it was two different players because started out one way, wasn't what you expect, and then came back later, and you're like, okay, that's that's a little bit more of what we've grown accustomed to. How much of of her locking in can be a big key to you guys reaching that that you know reaching your your potential? That like you said, this team is extremely talented. Well, I don't think it's – I'm not going to single out any one player. I'm going to say this. I think that, you know, our whole – obviously our pitching staff, you know, our bullpen, we we got work to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we, we we had an inter-squad scrimmage, and when we had the inter-squad scrimmage the weekend Georgia Southern was, was canceled, it was very obvious to every player and every coach on the team. And we have a really serious problem because – we got a lot of players. You know, Kerry Boswell was 9-0 for us two years ago, and she struggled on the mound that day. And, you know, Casey Dixon, a very talented pitcher, and was 9-3 as a freshman, and she's struggling on that mound as a fifth-year senior in a game like a UT Arlington that she dominated as a freshman. So me as a head coach, it's been eye-opening, and, and I realized, like, it's time to really – I've got to get involved with the pitching and I've got to get involved with the bullpen. And, you know, that's going to be a priority over that next – the next 30 to 60 days is I'm going to have to get really involved with the pitching part of the half of the game. And, and and you know, maybe that's my fault for letting it go too long. Um, but that's 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 where we're at. And I don't, I don't think it's Summer Ellison at all. Um, I think – She's accountable for part of that, I think. Casey Dixon, Carrie Boswell, Kendra Lamb has been really good, but you know, 
Kendra's thrown one pitch. Well, we've had her for three years. I think by the third year, her changeup should be perfected. So as good as Kendra's doing, I'm going to hold her accountable that, you know, we can be so much better and we should be so much better uh, in, in the near future. And and so my job as a head coach is, is to recognize that, address it, and that's that's the thing type of thing that, that's going to make us better come May. And now that, I, you know, I, I, I made a, a move yesterday to get more involved with the pitching after game two. It was obvious. You know, I, I, I you can kind of understand Texas coming back and getting runs, but then you look back and you see we had McNeese, and McNeese came back and made a run. We beat McNeese 8 nothing, And then we get way behind McNeese and had to come from behind. And, and there's a pattern set in here where we just aren't, consistently nails tough. And one thing I tell you is like we've not had we've not had one injury in the bullpen. We've had injury after injury after injury yeah. on the field. So it affected our defense. Our defense has been terrible. We've made many, many, many errors. Okay? But when you look at the situation, you know you're moving your right field there, you're moving I mean we we have people at first base that never practice first base at times during this first twenty game, twenty one games. I can kind of understand that, but we've not had a single injury in the bullpen. So we needed our bullpen. I think we could have – we had a 7 to nothing lead on game one at UT Arlington. I think we should have closed that game out 8 to nothing. We ended up making it like a 7-6 game or 7-5 game. I can't remember the score, but I know we let it be way too close. And then we get blowed out. We get blown out in game two with that All-American fifth-year returning pitcher that's healthy and not hurt. And and that's not – so I don't think that it's a one-person problem. I think it's a program problem. And then the program problem is responsible by Jerry Glasgow and one person only, Jerry Glasgow. So that's on me. That's not on, on Summer Ellison. So yesterday Summer Ellison was brilliant. I mean, she had one hit going into 15, and that was a ball that hit our third baseman dead state in the glove right between her legs. I mean, I don't know how in the world they scored it a hit. I thought it was an error all day long. And, and she pitched around that good, and then we we made an error at shortstop. I wouldn't trade Alyssa Dalton for anybody in the country at shortstop, but she made an error. And, and that's how they even scored a runoff summer. I thought summer was absolutely brilliant yesterday. Uh, I think she'd given up two legitimate hits when they tied the game up 2-2. And then Kendra Lamb came in, and she was brilliant yesterday. So we got it now. We understand, and moving forward, we will make some real big adjustments. and And I think you'll see some of us and be a lot more effective down the stretch. No doubt. And and I, to be clear, I wasn't uh, trying to insinuate no, no, that, I, I that she was uh, that 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 she. I mean, when I say key, I mean kind of for the latter reasons you were mentioned in terms of just how good she is. You know, conference pitcher of the year um, in twenty nineteen and, and all American and all that. But um, but look it. it like you said, in closing, you really like the talent. You love your team. You love these girls. And um, while you guys still figure some things out, there's games to be played on the field, on the diamond, excuse me. And, um, you know, with conference play here and coming off of this weekend, there's still a lot of softball in front of you guys, Jerry. Yeah, you look back at last year, you know, Houston Summer, she was 11-1 last year at the end of 24 games and played tough games. And you look right now and she's like 4-3 and three or 5-4. and four. And she's healthy. That's that's on coach. That's on Coach Clasco. And so I accept that with challenge and that responsibility. 
And I, I have, there's nobody I'd rather have in my uh, bullpen to finish this Sun Belt season and go into regions with than a proven veteran, hard nosed, mentally tough Summer Ellison. And she's all the things that I've said we got to become as a ball club. You watch her in the circle, she's those things. Now, I'm going to jar her. I'm gonna, I'm going to jar her a little bit and we're going to shake her up a little bit. We're going to, you know, we're going to get, we're going to get, we've all been woke up. She's been woke up. I've been woke up. I think she and I are on a very clear path. Uh, and we have a clear understanding of what we got to do at this point. So, um, that's things that we'll start to work on as soon as I get back in town. Coach, so. Coach Jerry Glasgow has been our guest. Uh, Jerry, I always appreciate you joining me on Monday mornings. I always appreciate your transparency. And uh, I know the uh, the fans of the program do as well. Uh, best of luck this week. Look forward to talking to you again on Monday. And uh, safe travels in the meantime. All right. Thank you. Thank you. That is Rage Occasion softball coach Jerry Glasgow.